Hello and welcome to Sugar Daddies, the podcast where two grown men rate and review seasonally available and limited edition sweets and candies. As always with me is my buddy Chris. And as always with me is my friend Alex. Hey Chris, how's it going today? Good. Good, good. I finally got the taste of bacon soda out of my mouth. Congratulations. Yeah, that was a, a definite low point in the podcast. But in a high point, we have the return of the mailbag. Yeah, we have uh, actually, I think, one of our first comments on our blog uh, from someone that neither of us know, which I think is a little bit of a milestone. The post is from Stephen Bateman, who's a flavorist for an electronic cigarette fluid maker, which I think is the, the longest title I've ever seen for anyone. And he says, I have the flavoring for all three of the Pop-Tart flavors you sampled. You commented on the smell. It is arguably worse in its concentrate form. Regarding the heat, the concentrates actually lose certain molecules when they're heated. These three flavors are uniquely susceptible to top note loss when heated. It's nice to have our Pop-Tart findings backed up by an expert. So, speaking of our Pop-Tart episode, we got another piece of mail about that. Uh, Nathan Palmer, friend of the show, was telling us why Pop-Tarts come tune a bag. Apparently, when Kellogg's was coming out with Pop-Tarts at first, they weren't sure if people were going to want a pantry-stable toaster pastry. So they didn't want to spend a lot of money on something that might fail, and the Mylar bags they were putting in them were pretty expensive. So in doubling them up, they were able to save money on the bags and also money on the machines. That makes sense. Yeah, you need half the machines to do twice the pastries. And now people just expect them in two in a bag. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone got used to there being two in a bag, and here we stand today. A serving size of one and two in a bag. One for each hand. So speaking of historical things, we have an exciting treat today. Last week, we had disgusting soda. This week, we potentially have delicious soda. Pepsi has introduced the 1893 line of sodas. Yeah, Pepsi's 1893 line. It's not really a line. It's just two sodas. Okay. Because that's what they had in 1893, two sodas. These sodas pretty closely match the original formula for Pepsi. So instead of high fructose corn syrup, it uses sugarcane, it uses cola nut extract instead of artificial flavors. Okay, so I just learned something. I didn't realize that. So I assume it's called cola because of the cola nut, right? Yeah, it's spelled with a K. Oh, okay. I kind of want to find some and just eat those straight to see if it just tastes like Pepsi. Another thing that's kind of interesting about and this is getting into a little bit of Pepsi history. In 1893, it wasn't called Pepsi. It was called Brad's Soda. Who was Brad? So Brad was a pharmacist and the original creator of Pepsi. Actually, Brad was part of his last name was Caleb Bradham. Yeah, I would have shortened it to Brad as well. Although he really did miss a great marketing opportunity for Caleb Cola. Oh, Caleb Cola. I would drink that. If he got to market with that name before Coca-Cola did, that's changed history, my friend. If I had a time machine, I would go back. And encourage him to use that name instead. So after it was called Brad Soda, when did it become Pepsi? They switched over the name in 1898. So we're getting a sample of what it would have tasted like uh, from Caleb the Soda Jerk's soda fountain. Yeah, in Caleb the Pharmacist, he went to pharmacist school, not soda jerk school. The other soda that we have is no longer produced by Pepsi, is Pepsi's Ginger Cola. That sounds amazing. I love me some ginger. I'm hesitant, but interested. I would like to go whole hog into this one. I'm excited to try a ginger cola. 
And I'm curious to know if it's going to be more like a ginger beer or more like a Pepsi someone has dropped ginger into. Because it also does use the cola nut extract, which I don't think you would normally find in a ginger beer. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm hoping for a completely new flavor here. If it's just ginger beer, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to lay down, curl up into a fetal position until we record again next week. I'm going to have to kick you out of my house at some point. You can try. If it tastes like ginger ale or ginger beer, I'll be a little disappointed. But because I do love them so much, I won't be too disappointed. But yeah, I'm hoping to have some sort of new delightful flavor. I think something we do need to point out, and this may be nothing, but this is the product that Pepsi stopped making apparently due to the fact that it wasn't popular anymore. So maybe we're in for a treat. Maybe we're going to find out why they discontinued it. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's try these two sodas and find out. Sodas, you have redeemed yourselves. After the turd palace that was last week's sodas, I think we earned these. I think we earned these delicious sodas, Alex. Yes, I agree. I was pretty surprised at how different the Pepsi was. Yeah, I was actually expecting a little bit like Pepsi throwback flavor. It's like, yeah, you kind of taste the cane sugar, but other than that, it's Pepsi. It still did taste like Pepsi. It did remind me of a Pepsi I would buy at the store. Yeah. It was a lot less sweet. And this could just be completely a psychological thing of seeing that it says cola nut on it. But it actually tasted sort of nutty. Yeah, I felt like you could taste some of the like spices and seasonings in there. It just it tasted a little bit more like something someone would brew at home in a good way. And a very solid. I think Pepsi did a great job with this. Yeah, this tastes a lot like my grandpa's bathtub Pepsi that he used to make. Ah, that was such good stuff. I mean, when he finally started fishing all the hair out of it. Yeah, it was great. But there were some dark early times. The Pepsi actually has we, we thought it tasted less sweet and we checked it actually has a few grams less sugar which is it's nice it i personally don't really love extra sweet things yeah what is it we saw uh modern pepsi has 41 grams this one has 39 oh that's not that big of a difference no but it it, every every gram helps and the biggest difference in that sweetness is actually going to be the kind of sugar that they use in there where per gram corn syrup is much sweeter than regular cane sugar Absolutely. Yeah. All in all, very pleased with that. Yeah, that was a real pleasant surprise. Yeah. And it set us up. So last week, we thought the sweet corn was exciting. We're like, oh, the bacon is going to be amazing. And Chris sort of foretold how bad it was going to be. So I got my hopes up still because apparently I can't learn a lesson. And we went for the ginger cola. It turns out pretty darn good. This is really an unprecedented episode. Yeah, we've so far liked everything we've tried. Hopes have not been dashed. No one has cried. I don't know what to make of this. We may need to have some emergency candy corn in the studio, just in case this happens again. So let's talk about what this ginger cola looked like. It had a nice golden color, similar to a uh, brown liquor. So your scotch or whiskey. Yeah, really a nice golden color. Not as dark as a normal Pepsi. No, not nearly as dark, but not as light as a ginger ale. And was it just a ginger ale? No, I, you know, it would tasted closer to a ginger beer. Um, it had much more of that effervescence, that sort of back of your throat bite to it. It had more cola notes in it. 
Absolutely, yeah. It wasn't a pure ginger beer by any means. It really almost tasted as though you just squeezed ginger right into a Pepsi. Yeah, but in, in actually a nice balanced way. And really a good ginger flavor. Not artificial, real ginger. And if it is an artificial ginger, it is an amazing artificial ginger. Let me check on the can here. Yeah, it looks like there is, there's natural flavoring and ginger olestrin, which I don't know what that is. It, it, it is real ginger in some form or another. And one thing we both said while we were drinking this, it's not bad by any stretch and it's actually pretty good. Yeah. But I can definitely see why they stopped making this and why this flavor fell out of popularity. It did a pretty good job, but didn't quite hit the mark for ginger beer. It was good, but yeah, I, I can see why there just wasn't a, a huge market for it. So Chris, would you buy these again? I would. I would really see if I can find a case of them. The only way I've been able to find them is just single cans at the gas station. Oh, gas station soda. My favorite. Alex, it is almost chemically identical to sodas that you would buy anywhere else, except for trace amounts of gasoline and the occasional rat carcass. Probably more true than we'd like to, to think about. Well, I feel like I've run out of things to say. I, usually we have all sorts of, oh my God, this was the worst thing ever. It was good. It was great. I totally would also buy some of this stuff. Um, congratulations, Pepsi. You broke our podcast. I feel like we're running low on jokes just because these were super good. We've just admitted we only succeed because others have failed. I mean, with Pepsi making all their wonderful sodas and how handsome they are, it really seems like a shame that they're not sponsoring our podcast. In due time, Chris, in due time. Well, and on an unusually high note, we're going to have to wrap it up. And Wait, what's that under your desk? <gasps> it's a leftover Brock's Brunch candy corn. Finally, we can eat something that's disgusting. Oh, it's so bad. If you like what you've heard here, please check us out on Facebook. You can look us up, Sugar Daddy's Podcast. Um, we should be the first entry there. Oh, it's mostly dog hair. You can check us out on Twitter at Sugar Daddy's Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Sugar Daddy's Podcast. And you can send an email to comments at sugardaddiespodcast.com. Hold my hand, Alex. I think this is it for me. Thanks, Pepsi.